It's Rump Chat Podcast Time. Yes. With part two of the Wild Boys series. Out of line equine. Yes. Stay tuned. Crank it up. Find somebody you don't like and punch them in the face. <laughs> it's rump chat time. Oh, very excited about this. If you don't know this song, you've never seen Vision Quest, the wrestling movie in the 1980s. It's called Lunatic Fringe, and we're playing that because we've got one of our best buds one of the best humans um, on planet Earth, one of my favorite humans on planet Earth, and his lovely bride on the line, and they raised one of the greatest bucking horses, studs of all time, and his name's Lunatic Fringe. Y'all know it. We got Matt and Anna Birch, Birch Rodeo. What's up, guys? Not much, cowboys. <laughs> How's it in Wyoming today? It was 70 degrees today. We weaned a bunch of colts. It was beautiful. boy. How many colts are you guys weaning at the at Birch Rodeo? Like, How many colts are you guys putting on a ground a year? Too many? Yeah, too many if you ask us. But uh, right at 100 and 115 right in there. We just weaned 20. The first set of colts we weaned today was 20 head of them on a set of broodmares. Are they Adeline Equine? <laughs> oh, they're all out of line equine. I'll guarantee you that. I got five thing for an hour and a half. Goodness, you know, I got to tell you a little bit of, uh, for all our listeners out there. Birch Rodeo Company has always been one of my favorite rodeo companies. When I was in high school, my freshman year, I went to Gillette, Wyoming, for the high school national finals, and that's when I saw for the first time Matt Birch, Chad Birch. And Sanford Deal, and that was in 1997, <laughs> and it blew my mind. They're not mind. all related. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the first sim uh, I remember was the yellow. Was it the yellow Pete, Matt? You remember that truck you guys had? Yeah, the yellow Pete. The yellow Pete, and they pulled up, and these horses on there. You know, like growing up in Kansas and Oklahoma, like we got bucking horses, but I had never seen anything like the birch rodeo these dudes were big as a capri camper and bucked and <laughs> were rank and uh and i remember i matt you probably don't remember but your brother does because i hung out with chad quite a bit because they thought that we may be related because we kind of act the same and we're built a lot alike and uh kind of built a lot alike yeah i agree with that yeah Do you still have what's that you have hair yeah, I, I'm still, you know, a little bit. It's there. It's there. It's bald. Anna, it's balding towards the back. Because <laughs> that's where the party's at. Yeah, but um, the Birch Rodeo Company, uh, outstanding bucking horses. Like, when you say Birch Rodeo, you think about two things. Jean jackets and bucking horses. Is that not fair to say, Matt? <laughs> yeah, fair to say. Well, and... Uh, uh, you know, it's when you say birch, you think of tough. Yeah. 
you know, and wild as far like I mean that's why they called Adeline Equine. I mean they're the, I mean they obviously they got I mean Lunatic was a great horse. And, loved and, it. Everybody loved to get on Lunatic Fringe. Yeah, just you, there was money in the bank. You drew that horse. You knew you were going to win. Now he ain't no Adeline Equine no, on that one. No, but then you have Blood Brother. <laughs> you know which which that's for the, Adeline Equine. Yeah, which for those you don't know, Blood Brother. Well, he's horse of the year. What year, Matt? Uh, Two thousand eight. Yeah, 2008, and he was, that guy was like, um, you know, uh, y'all remember Scarface? And then, and then when, when Tony Montana is, uh, is snorting all the cocaine and then just starts killing everybody, that was Blood Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Brother kicked a lot of ass, but Chad, or Matt, I want you to t- take us back a little bit. Growing up in Wyoming, <laughs> Talk about the early days of you getting in the buck and horse business. Yeah, because uh, you come from a you know big ranching family. Um, how many how many sections do you guys run up there in Wyoming? Well, I don't know. I'd have to have Bailey look the sections up, but we run on one hundred eighty five thousand acres. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of two hundred eighty nine sections. Two hundred eighty nine sections. Largest uh, in like three counties or something like that. But so you guys were big, obviously in the cattle business. Your your parents and your family for for generations. Oh yeah, that's but, the thing that puts this bill. Exactly. This rodeo deal ain't cheap. <laughs> so how did you get into the the bucking horse side of it, Matt? How did you all get into it? Yeah. Uh, well, we got in the bucking horse side of it because my dad. I mean, he's always been a horseman all his life, and he always grew up. Everywhere he went growing up was a horseback. And him and his dad, my grandpa, they used to chase horses down the ditches from rodeo to rodeo back in the summertime for, I can't remember the old man's name, but they hired them to trail them from one rodeo to the next rodeo. I mean, it wasn't very far. We ain't talking about from Wyoming to Texas to California type deal, but it's a a Wyoming to South Dakota type deal. Far enough. my dad always, he always... You know, he loved the bucking horses deal. He loved riding the bucking and some of the guns going. He used to be the guy that everybody sent the rank ones to to break them to ride. And he just kind of had a love for them kind of horses. So he decided one day that he he truly, truly wanted to raise bucking horses. So he got in a partnership deal with a guy by the name of Pat Byrne up in Melstone, Montana. And he sent a herd of mares down here on a share deal because Pat was out of grass. And they come with a big black stud from Irv Corco. That was back when Irv Corco was still alive. Hmm. And they, uh, we ran them down here and bred to that black stud one year. And then they had the colts and we weaned the colts. And then Pat decided that he was broke. So he just sold his other half of them mares to my dad and then that's basically kind of how it all started yeah. and we got a stud from Tooks in 1983 bred back on top of the things that dad was raising with them fat burn mares and it just kind of exploded from there and there that's well, how we sit right now i think what's so cool about before even that they raised racehorses and some of them race. Yeah, we used to raise racehorses. Really? Yeah, used to raise racehorses, and some of them racehorses bucking them jockeys off, and some of them went into the broodmare program on the bucking horse deal. <laughs> no way. That's typical bird style right oh, there. Oh, yeah. There's, Dad's racehorses were notorious with them racehorse trainers and them jockeys. Some of them jockeys didn't even want to ride them some of the guns because they bucked so damn hard. So 
they kind of put them mares back into the program of raising bucking horses. And, I mean, it went from that deal from Pat Byrne, and then it went to the deal that Dad had all them Johnny O horses and Whiz Blitz horses, bad to the bone, bronchi type deals. And, I mean, it, it all started from there, I guess. And here we go. Me and Chad got old enough. We was there the whole time growing up around them. Me and Chad rodeoed a lot, and next thing you know, we decided we wanted to take this deal bigger and better, so we bought a card in 1998 from Sutton's called Mid, I think it was Mid-States? Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, yeah huh. Midwest. He had two cards, and we bought that card, and here we are today in the PRCA. Wow. Yeah, and been kicking ass for years. Uh, always take good horses all over the country from South Texas, like Houston, American, San Antonio. Uh, far west is Clovis, California. I mean, the Birch oh, yeah. boys are, like ZZ Top says, they're bad, they're nationwide. Yeah, so. they are. And, and the thing I think most people like about Birch Rodeo is it's not just a stock contractor, it's a lifestyle. You know, the Birches are are, are fun to be around. They got great horses. And, and, you know, they got a lot of good bulls. Bailey's got bulls yep, now. Yeah. Bailey, Bailey has really stepped up and brought the bull – Factor yeah, we got uh, and Bailey's. Hi, Bailey. How are you, Bailey? She's there. Yeah, how are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, geez, Bailey, don't sound so excited to be on Rump Chat. Hey, baby, we're only the like the best in the What's business. The <laughs> we're one thousand one hundred twelfth in America at a yeah, so Bailey. we're kind of a big deal. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bailey's kind of taking over, flanking and and taking care of the stock on the road. Matt's and Anna, they got you know doing the uh, uh, a lot with the the hunting. I mean, you guys have huge hunting operation which is awesome which oh, yeah. i would love to do sometime the you're not a four, hunter Hambone. four horse outfitters i would be with matt four horse outfitters boys with matt best in the business i guarantee it yep i mean i've been to their i got to go to the uh it's kind of breaking off this is what we do in rump chat where we digress yeah but, we just do whatever we want so i got to i had a couple days off and and i was coming through and i ended up going to the ranch one time and um I I actually slept in Bailey's bed. Bailey went in there, but okay. I slept in her bed. Uh, I only farted twice, Bailey. It's okay. Um, so, uh, but I got to, I go in and um, I sit down and I meet Max, uh, their dad and George Ann, the mom, and like instantly knew where Matt and Chad got, you know, their, their personalities from. It was complete. Max is Matt is Matt is Max, and 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 this is just from the this experience. But I and I saw Chad and George Ann because George Ann had a kitten. Matt Chad would rather be around animals than people any day of the week, like yeah. all day. He he's he always said, "There's two things in this world I hate: it's bugs and humans." <laughs> so yeah. and uh, any kind of Chad and Anna got in a spat years ago in Denver. Didn't we? Didn't interview? Uh, well, <laughs> interview. Whatever it was, and Chad texted me one. You know, texted me after Denver that year. And he goes, "Hey, God. can you can you come down to my house? Man, you need to talk." I said, "Yeah, well, I can come down there." And he come. I went down there, and he said, uh, "You know, Anna." kind of told me how the hell what I was not supposed to be doing with them bulls on that trailer one time. And I, I'm here to tell you, my friend, I love all God's creatures other than people and insects. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, problem solved, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, but your mom, Georgiana, asked me she's she's petting this kitten, and she says, "Would you like something to drink?" And I said, "Yes, ma'am, that'd be great." She goes, "We have water and we have whiskey." (laughs) I said, "Yeah." Okay. Uh, you want can, water with your whiskey yeah, or just whiskey? Yeah. I said, so I'll have whiskey and water. And she made me one and, and got to visit with your dad. And it was it was pretty cool. That was a great experience. But I got to go up to, you know, on the other side of the ranch um, and got to go up to the four horse outfitter that go, go to the hunting cabin, and and uh, which was really neat to see. I mean, just monster muleys and all that all the stuff you guys got up there. It's a, uh, it's a quite an operation. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about, the rodeo company. So you start in 98. What, uh, how did the whole deal start? Like when you first started, what rodeos did you book? I mean, like, cause the, if we're honest with each other, the rodeo business is hard to tap into, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. T- take us from when you first started. How did it get? How'd you get the ball rolling? Well, when we first bought that card, it come with three rodeos. One of them on the Fourth of July was Manawa, Wisconsin. Oh my! I didn't wow. know that. Oh yeah, we put Manawa, Wisconsin, on for two years, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that's probably one of the dirtiest, hottest, humid places I've ever been <laughs> in my entire life. It was horrid hot. Uh, I remember the first year we ever went down there, it was me and Chad and Fonzie, Sanford Deal, and Colby Hannum. They all trucked down there for us, and we got down there. Well, we didn't know nothing about the time event deal. You know, we just showed up. We had a whole semi-load and a half of roping calves and bulldog and steer and team roping steer, and here comes the director of the bulldog, and, and I mean, it just rained for like four hours that morning purpose at seven o'clock and that director walked up and said uh is any of any steers been thrown i said nope these are all fresh steers thinking that's the way to do this business he goes "Uh uh-uh they got to be thrown (laughs) i said what are you talking about he goes they at least got to be thrown one time i said well who the hell is going to do that and he goes i ain't saying you got to run them through the chute to throw them you got to throw them down in the back fence right now so, well, that's what we did. We brought them in five at a time. And me and Chad and Sanford, we started grabbing these big old husky something guns. And, I mean, we started throwing them down. It was damn hot. Our pants were falling off our ass. And old Colby Hannum was up there with a little list. Every number, every steer we throwed, he'd mark that number down. Colby would run the list. He would. Oh, yeah. And here come two big old bulldoggers walking down there. And they walked right up to the fence and they asked Colby Hannum, you guys need any help? No, Kobe Lills. No, I think these boys got an handled. I said, you. <laughs> we only got 90 more to throw. Gee whiz. Oh, that's great. That, that, that is a, oh. It doesn't it get was a damn hot. You had, it felt like John Elway. You had to have a goddamn uh, towel tucked in your belt, wipe your face off and your hands before you throw the ball. I mean, it was. Who was the better bulldogger? Yeah. You yeah. were Chad or Sanford. Team offered to help. Kobe told him we had it handled. So who was the best out of you three? You, Sanford, or Chad? 
What's that? Who was the best out of the U3? You, Sanford, or Chad? Who threw the best steer? Oh, I suppose Chad. He was a pretty good bulldogger back in the day. I bet he was. Well, Sanford, we probably rode more than we throwed. Well, and you Chad know- threw him down. We got on and rode him up. <laughs> make sure they didn't have no buck in them. <laughs> what, uh, what were your other rodeos besides Vanawa that you got on the card? Uh, Rapid City, Central States Fair, South Dakota, and we still got that rodeo from there on out. I mean, we still have that rodeo. Been going on for a long, long time. And uh, what the hell was the other rodeo? I can't even remember the other rodeo we got out of that card. Uh, hmm. That's that's fun. That's that's um. So you start a long time ago. But I, you know, I, I remember first seeing you, you know, and when you know, surveys would take you guys, Denver, Houston, San Antonio, all that. And uh, but the best one, <laughs> talking about the winter run, and this wasn't that long ago, but. At San Angelo, Texas, it had rained, and that building where that that water runs down <laughs> in those load alleys there. And that was a beautiful setup, ain't it, Hambone? <laughs> so, uh, Good God! You and you are uh, the sheep. They got the mutton busting, and I, of course, yeah. not me. I'm up in the dry, nice production deck. I'm not down there, obviously, but uh, I'm hearing this story secondhand. But Matt apparently is about. I'm not joking, y'all. Knee deep in water because the back pins you're up above the doors. You know the stock comes down into the building. All the water running them back pins underneath the door. Yeah, and and the sheep and the and the sheep won't go through these this water. The sheep Matt, was bogged down. I'm telling you, <laughs> Matt is throwing. They're gonna die. Matt's throwing mutton busting sheep through the water. To get him to go load, and uh, I'm not going to, we can't say your exact words, what you said, but it wasn't, uh, damn, I love this rodeo business. That's all I no, can say. No, one. That one you was hung out in the mud, she couldn't even get out of there, so I had to get down while her in that mud, and I grabbed her by the ears, and I was pulling her, and we was making inches at a time, and pretty soon she got up <laughs> on level ground, and that some bitch just jumped up and bunted me in the chest and run the full length of me. Out- it's not it's not that you're loading bulls and horses but when you get run over by a mutton busting sheep you are just knowing you you are just rodeoing god it's so good it's so good but um here go ahead rump i want to ask you i want to ask you this question what was it like for you and and chad in high school like take us back the birch brothers in the 14 years and up. Yeah, let's rewind, reset, uh-huh. because there's one, I, you may right. say it, but there is, one, I, I, there is one story that I have got to hear. There's multiple stories, but starting back in high school, um, and it's the reason you guys haven't physically fought, because it, there's no winner out of that. No. And, and folks, if you don't know, Matt and Chad... Oh, their fists are like sledgehammers, okay? Um, they're th- literally, I'm not joking, the toughest humans I know. And uh, because everybody's got a buddy, oh, that's yeah, bullshit, I know a guy. No, no. Yeah. Anybody in the rodeo business will agree with us right now. So um, what about the time uh, <laughs> your class was taking a field trip to the jail? Oh, yeah. You just had to bring that one up, didn't you? <laughs> I don't think that's a question that you should ask, though. I think that we was, uh, I think you should be introduced with was, a goat uh, before that. Okay, well, yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, help me out here, Anna. 
So we, anyways, me and Chad did a little drinking back in the day, and I'm, I know a lot of people don't believe that, but we did. <laughs> no. And we got caught throwing a lot of parties and whatnot, so uh, one night in the middle of the night at midnight, the cops showed up to our house and arrested me and Chad for contributing a place to party. <laughs> And that was like a week after that we'd already ran from the cops, and we got away. We'd kicked a bunch of fence posts down, built a fire, and them guys tore their cars up, but they never could find us. <laughs> but seven days later, they come to the house and arrested us for contributing to a place to party anyway, so they put us in solitary confinement, juveniles. <laughs> so we're sitting in the jail cells there, and they only let you out in solitary confinement for like, 20 minutes a day. Man, Chad was sitting over there. I can't really remember what we was doing. Probably not much because there ain't a goddamn lot of things to do in jail. So <laughs> here come Mr. Gladson, our ag teacher, and the whole damn class that we're seniors with having a field trip to the jail. Here he comes walking in with the whole class. We seen him walk in. And he was over there. You can hear him. He goes, over here's you know, Hall A or Cell A, and these are all the felons. They're going to go to prison. And this is Hall B or Cell B. And over here is Cell C. This is where the juvenile hall is, and I'll be damned. And the Birch Boys. <laughs> <laughs> we just sat there and waved, and everybody waved at us. And I was like, I was wondering where the hell you two were for the yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, cause, and all your friends, everybody knew where you guys were. I'm sure your classmates were oh, shocked because yeah. they were at the party, I am guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, most of them were at the party. <laughs> well, don't, they were doing their time. Well, don't feel bad about that, Matt, because I, I literally just got done on the last rump chat telling about my seven arrests. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. I feel... In the, in, like I am a far distant Birch relative. <laughs> yeah, it, Rump thinks he's part of Birch Rodeo. He says, "Yeah, me, Matt, Chad, Justin Birch." Uh. <laughs> I I started tying in horses from the back because of Chad Birch. Yeah, yeah. You always he started that whole deal. Yeah, tying them in the back, and always sure. always had a red tie and rope and and stuck in his belt loop. Oh yeah, I always remember that. You know, growing up, before, well before I knew you, you guys, you can't hold on to him better that way on the back. You can. Yeah, I I don't doubt you guys. Um so let's uh you know what? Let's uh let's go back even farther. Um because I obviously um been blessed to be a good buddy of of these guys for a long time. So, I spent a lot of time with them, so I've I've been blessed to know some of these stories and I've heard you tell the stories that I'm going to ask you a thousand times and I laugh just as hard every time. But go back even farther than high school when you're kids. Now, didn't you guys have a renegade goats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, several of them. So tell you and uh, you and Chad, um, and you go out to catch a billy or something. I'll, I'll kick it off from there. Well, I think you're talking about the story one time. My dad used to go to horse sales all the time, and back in the day, Anybody went to the horse sale back in this country always picked up a couple of goats, and we used to turn them up here on Red Hill. We had a whole herd of wild goats up there. And me and Chad, hell, I, I think we might have been in the, probably the second or third grade, and we were standing out here with our backpacks on, with our 
iron lunch boxes in the back. They weren't plastic back then, boys. They was iron. <laughs> and we're standing there, and here comes this big old white billy goat coming up to get him a drink out of that water tank. Me and Chad just standing there waiting for the school bus to pick us up. Old Chad goes, holy shit, look at that. There comes a big old white billy goat. I said, well, oh, i never seen that one before. He goes, how about we just rope that son bitch and tie it to the wagon and you can take a ride. <laughs> All right. We went over there and got us this little red rider wagon. It was just an old metal wagon with itty bitty wheels and a tongue on it. We half hitched or tied it. I mean, I'm sure we didn't half hitch it because we didn't know how to half hitch back then. But we tied the rope into it, pulled it up there underneath. Well, not underneath, but on the edge of a truck so that goat couldn't see us. And that goat come in there and took him a little bit of a nibble of water, and uh, Chad laced one out there, and I'd be damned if he didn't rope him right around the neck. And that white some bitch, I was sitting in the back of this Red Rider wagon with my backpack. That goat blabbed and took off, and away we went across the goddamn hay yard, and I was holding on, I was going, yee, 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 like that. And that goat, there was an old yellow Chevy feed pickup parked over there in the middle of the driveway, and I watched that son of a bitch go right underneath that truck, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, this ain't going to be good. And it wasn't, because it ripped me completely off that goddamn Red Rider wagon, tore my backpack, Mashed my lunchbox in half. I wound up underneath the damn pickup truck there, and the goat took off the Red Rider wagon, and my mom watched all this happen, and she come out there, and I mean dirty, spanked our ass, told us we ain't going to school, you don't treat animals like that, and I'm out of the air. I can't even get my air at that time. <laughs> you're bad enough. You, you just yeah, got you're going to here until the... Your dad and the hired men get back, and they're going to go whip your ass again. I'm thinking, holy shit, I don't know if I can take another ass whipping after that, you know? <laughs> I go wipe my shit out. Uh, but so, but then you had to go catch a goat, right, one time. And, and, and uh, okay, let me, let oh, me give you a... Oh, you're talking about old Ross when we was going to breed the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was a good one. That's... <laughs> Some of them wild goats got away up on Sweeney Butte, and me and Chad was just kids, and we was chasing five renegade studs that Dad raised over there uh, by Sweeney Butte, and me and Chad come across these two little goats. So we run these horses, and I mean, we chased them goats all over hell. We damn near killed both them horses, but we did catch one of them, run her completely down. We called her old Bo Pete. We brought that goat back to the house. My dad was mad that we weren't there to help. And all we do was like five good men gone, having you two around type deal. <laughs> we, got, we got the goat back, and pretty soon, you know, about a year into it, my dad fell in love with that goat, old Bo Pete. So he decided, well, I got we probably ought to breed that goat. So we had a guy working for us at the time, and he worked for us all the way until he died. He just died here about five years ago anyways he had a wooden leg and uh so he called old ross up and he goes do you know anybody with a billy goat and he goes oh yeah i know a guy with a billy goat so he went and found this billy goat and he hauled him in there and we kicked this old big rank smelling son of a gun out i mean he was a big horned waspy wild son of a gun running with that bow peep for about 30 days and dad finally decided he said well I bet it's time to take the old Billy out. 
So he called Ross, and Ross showed up with his old ranch pickup, no trailer, no nothing. We got him hemmed up in his end lot down there, and I can't remember, me or Chad, one of us, we finally got him roped around the neck, got him drug over there, and we drug him up in the back of his old Ross's pickup. <laughs> we got him in the back of his pickup, and old Ross kneels down on his hands and knees while he's got that old wooden leg, his old knee don't bend very good, and he gets it low, kind of squared up with the hub on the inside of that box, that truck. He's trying to half hitch it off with a fifth wheel ball. That coach decides to mount him. <laughs> and I mean, he did mount him. And he's doing up there going, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> old Ross trying to help him. <laughs> he's playing there laughing so hard we couldn't help the old poor old bugger. He cut the shit out, old Ross, right there. In the back did of the old ticket. Yeah. Did he finish? <laughs> God. Uh, uh, he couldn't do nothing about it, but just stand there and laugh. That <laughs> goat was taking his way with that old man. So, so uh, that's not the only one uh, one legged uh, ranch hand you guys had, though, right? You, there was another I guy. Know. <laughs> old Bogey Moppin. Who? <laughs> I've never heard this one. Bogey oh, this is Bogey. Bogey Mop. This is the. Yeah. This he is the best. From Montana, old Bogey Moppin. This is the got a truck accident back in the day. He used to be an old bareback riding, bronc riding, bull riding. He was a hell of a rodeo guy back in the day. Uh, Probably a lot of people don't even remember Bogey Moffin, but he run into a snowplow one time, turning back on the interstate, and he was down the semi, and it cut his leg completely off. So he had an old wooden leg, <laughs> and I don't know how we wound up with old Bogey, but which turns you Dad always you. said that that was his. First ticket to heaven, being a good Samaritan, let Bogey Moppin move into our place. He set up camp. I think the one Hambone's talking about is when the first set of bulls I ever Yes. And we yeah. there at Bex Arena. I think I had eight or nine of them that I'd raised out of wild ranch cows. My dad just let me breed a bucking bull, too. So these are the first set of cows out of them. And old Bogey Moppin back when he got his leg cut off through the years, you know, he rodeo clown and bullfighted and the whole nine yards. I mean, I ain't saying old Bogey Moffin ain't the real deal, but when he moved up here, he was just a big old drunk. And we were sitting there bucking these bulls, and I was stripping them latches, and old Bogey walks up after about three of them, and he goes, I'll show you how to make these bulls turn back. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, when you trip that last, you just ease it open and just reach out there and grab them in the nostrils with your hand, and they'll turn back every time. I was like, eh, I don't <laughs> think so. I said, I ain't going to do that. These dumb bucks are trying to turn back harder enough anyways. But he goes, watch this. So I just stepped up on the back of the shoes. There was a whole herd of kids there getting on these bulls. Hard to imagine because you can't get a whole herd of kids to get on bulls anymore anyways. But no. There was a whole of them there. Old Bogey cracked the latch, and I mean, he just inched it open about a foot, and that big son of a buck rolled around and come out of there, and old Bogey just grabbed him right in the face. Well, it did. Turned him back. Turned him right back to old Bogey's chest and hit him and just started going down the chutes, just bunting him. He's bucking, but he was just bunting old Bogey, just spinning him, spinning him, spinning him, spinning him, all the way to the turnback fence. When we got the turn back fence, that bull got up underneath his ass and I mean uplifted him and put him on top of that turn back fence and his head 
pointed down the other way, and his legs were hanging there. And then that bull started swinging them horns around there, and he hit his old wooden leg, and I mean it whipped it out in the middle of the ring. I mean it went. Smokey <laughs> <laughs> was sitting there still weaving and bobbing on top of that deal. And this one kid on the back of the shoes, he goes, holy shit, that bull just took his leg completely off. <laughs> I knew it was wooden. His boot and his leg was out in the middle of the arena, and his old tail of his pant leg was whipping in the wind, and he was still up there. <laughs> That's probably pretty good, though. Oh, God, I love that story. You get a hook, didn't you? I went and got his leg and packed it over there. He fell off the other side of the fence, so then he shoved it back on. I looked down and I said, you going to turn back the rest of them like that? And he goes, well, I can't probably say that, but F you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll do his truck and drove away. Oh, God. Poor bogey. How long, how long did he work for y'all? Oh, he didn't really. Well, I mean, he was around here probably, I don't know, what do you think, Bogey Maupin was around here at least 12, 15 years. Wow. And then he finally died. He, all he wanted to do was die, so he finally <laughs> got his wish. <laughs> well, well, Max has got his golden ticket into heaven. Uh, Every time you run into Bogey, how you doing, Bogey? I'm dying. <laughs> he finally got his wish, I guess. Do you got any other good Bogey stories? I mean, that you think you that uh, you think would be good? Because uh, that, that stuff's funny. But anyway, well, I tell you what, let's take a uh, I was old Bogey mopping one time. We was going to fix and go gather a bunch of horses. And he was, before we let him move his trailer house in here, he was living in an old camper in the back of an old Ford, red Ford pickup truck. It might have been a 1972 Ford. I don't, I don't remember. But it was an old piece of junk. He was living in, here out in the yard. And he was more than willing to help, old Bogey was. So we were going to go gather a bunch of horses, and Bogey was supposed to drive the pickup and horse trailer back after he dropped us off and pick us up wherever we was going to wind up. So old Bogey, he never come out of his camper. So Dad, he walked over there and knocked on the door, and nobody answered. Pretty soon, Dad opened the door. And as soon as he opened the door, it wasn't three seconds. He slammed the door shut, and he goes, holy shit. I go, what? And he goes, you don't want to see what I just seen. <laughs> so we were all over there wondering what the hell was going on. About, I don't know, a minute later, here comes Bogey putting his spinners back on. He goes, damn hemorrhoids were working up on me again. Oh. When Dad opened the door, he was bent over trying to push a plug up his ass. And Dad opened the door. <laughs> damn hemorrhoids were working up. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you got to take care of that. Yeah, Bogey. Well, uh, hey, let's get we're we're gonna take a gold buckle beer break right now. Um, but and uh, but when we come back, and talk a little bit more of the rodeos. Want to talk about? awesome event you guys do the uh the buck and ball on new year's eve which i've been blessed to work it's a badass event but we'll talk some more but uh you know awesome do i got time to mix a drink then you got, got time, time to mix a drink but uh you know roger leave you li- with a little another wyoming boy and we'll talk about a little chancey williams who lives just down the road but we'll be right back From Houston to Pendleton, San Juan, oh, Santa Fe. 
Wild as a coastal barranca, swift as the wind blowing free, with two eyes like firebrands that glow in the night. Somewhere up there, he's waiting for me, and he knows that I'm coming for him. Yes. And I just can't well, rest till I find another Wyoming boy, Chris Ledoux. Caballo Diablo from Rosette, Wyoming. <laughs> God, what a great song. That's that, I would say that's like 98% of the birch. If you've got the quarter circle ZS on your brand, on your hip, you are half devil, half horse. You know my favorite birch rodeo horse? Ow. Clowning around. Clowning around? Clowning around, yeah. That was named after me. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Was it? Oh, well, you heard. Okay, well, it's from the man's mouth. She was mouth. big, and she bucked a lot of guys up, and she was funny to watch them doing it, too. And that was the horse that was in the arena bucking when I tackled the dude in Rapid City. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's right. Clown. Hey, you saw hey, that. Who does that? Anna, were you there when I tackled that guy? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, if I went back on my phone, I would have footage. Like that was a, you need uh, different yeah. kind of. You need to do that, it was Anna. Unbelievable. You please do. You what would that? What what year was that? I don't know, but it was it was at the Central States Fair. Right, it was like, what had been. Uh, it was when I moved home. I was four years say, ago. Like four years ago. I yeah. would say four years. Four yeah. years ago. Go back, Anna. I, I'll I'll I will buy you a, a bottle of red wine. And, ooh, ooh, what kind of wine? Uh, Barefoot decoy. I'll even go decoy. I'll go twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm not even going to take Josh. Oh, what? Decoy's not good enough? Decoy's okay. Oh, jeez. Like, that's, my, that's my bottom. bottom. Oh. oh, oh. Sorry, Bougie. high roller. Whiskey, boy. Ha- have another uh, glass of wine, honey, that as Matt would say. Me kind of like, I'm, I'm out here in the prairie. Yeah, well, prairie well you know what? Oh, uh, uh, hey. Me. We're no on COVID. Way. Hey, we're on COVID lockdown, so it is a uh, Boda Box wine for the Hilton family right now. <laughs> so four bottles in a bag, y'all. Since you guys are social, yeah, dick- yeah it works. Yeah, talking about that too. You know, we were uh, this, and we don't want to get into it because this is a yeah. people's break from uh, the de- the depressing thing of this stupid virus. But um, you know, like we were talking, about, I obviously have a big investment in a concert sound system. But it's in a trailer and in storage, not eating hay and grain and grazing and needing vaccines and everything. So I honestly, I feel for our stock contractor brethren out there that, I mean, because it doesn't matter. Rodeos may not be happening, but that stock needs eating. So uh, what else you guys? What what rodeos have you lost to COVID? The last thing about it. Why would you want to? We lost uh, Clovis, California. Which is a Fort Fear, South Dakota, Miles City, Montana. We lost two college rodeos, a high school rodeo, which they don't pay much. But, you know, the Miles City deal is a big venue for us. Clovis is a big venue for us. Well, and the, 
Yeah, you know, we just turned Miles City into one of them big extreme bronc matches, 35,000 outed. Wow. I mean, we was headed the right way. Yeah. And, well, and the high school and college rodeos may not pay a lot, but, you know, that's where you get you, your young stock out. That's where you get your young horses bucked, yeah. And so, that's where we're missing out. Could you imagine, though, like being a – Directly right. I got on birch, birch horses for four years at Gillette and didn't know it because I was too dumb, but, like, if I could go back now – can you imagine being a 15-year-old freshman or sophomore <laughs> at Gillette, Wyoming, and getting on Blood Brother as a three-year-old? Nope. Yeah. What nope. Did, I, okay, Matt, here's what— They we, wouldn't do that anymore. They won't allow us to do that anymore to begin with. Yeah. But you gotta that have, is a funny deal, Rump, because there was a lot of guys that really shined through the rodeo careers. Tyler Corkin's one of them. That kid came into the high school finals one time. I mean, he could have won it, and his first-round pick was Blood Brother, and Dad decided that we needed to buck all these horses right before we went to Cheyenne and get one trip on them. And he drew Blood Brother, and we didn't even put their names in the hat. We just put the numbers. And old Tyler Corrington, I mean, he went out this son of a gun. And it bucked him off hard, but, it, I mean, he if he'd rode him, I don't know what they'd have he probably broke the national high school finals record, but it did buck him down. And then after we left that, went to Cheyenne. He drew a good horse. I don't, can't remember. I think Frontier had it at Just that time. Later. And he was 88 points. I mean, mm. kind of screwed him out of winning the high school finals. My last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Tyler. You know that my last competition <laughs> saddle bronc horse of my Tyler's life. went on and went. He's got a great rodeo career. He's went to the finals three, four times. I mean, the kid had it all together. He just wasn't used to at that age to get on a horse. Well, who who cool. is what? I mean, maybe I a know. maybe who a is? Yeah. yeah, maybe a right. But once you get but... the finals, don't you think Rump and him own it? I mean, once you get the finals, you're supposed to be getting on something a little bit better than what you've been absolutely one hundred percent agree. I agree, yeah. but you know what? The last competition. This is not a joke. I can show you a picture. And I've showed a picture to Matt and Chad Birch. The last competition saddle bronc I ever got on in my career was a Birch horse at the College National Finals Rodeo. I got yeah. on Wild you, Wild Man in the short round. Yeah, Wild Man. Oh, I remember Wild Man. Maybe absolutely. Time in FR, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bucked me off, and I landed on my back. Isn't it an honor still to be able to like if you're at the college finals and you can be able to get on something like that? Like that's the next the, step. Well, right? it was in the short round, and you're supposed to get on bucking horses. And that right. dude had a roll like the fourth jump. And I, oh yeah, like I, I'll never forget this. Matt walked up and handed me a birch halter, and I'm like, balls. Uh. but like i was that was back when i was still scared of the birches like i i wanted to be their friends but i didn't know how to act around them because like i didn't want to be like fangirl they might beat you up yeah i would be like we'd never beat you up they might steal your front bicycle we don't don't beat anybody up we just beat each other up but what i'm saying like (laughs) it's like your first bicycle tire you guys, in Rapid City. That's my question. Sorry. <laughs> that was a lot like that. But, like, you know, like, Sorry. the birches were, were larger than life as a mm-hmm. high school kid. Cause, and still, to this day. Still are in my eyes. One of my favorite birches, Ezra. Um, <laughs> 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 but, like, Matt, is, handed, Matt handed me that. Not a and I always wanted, after, like, hanging out with the birches, I wanted it at all of my dad's rodeos. 
when we still had Rumford Rodeo Company, I would have a tie rope in my belt. And oh, you were trying to be so cool. The thing but it is, Rumford Rodeo horses didn't need tied in. <laughs> like, they weren't that yeah. rank. And they weren't even... Yeah, because you rode them at the Girl Scout camp. They weren't... Are they Brazilian, bro? <laughs> they stood in there like a shot dog, like, we got to do this again. Okay, yeah. well, okay, so I'm just saying that Chad has probably done the majority of those. Like, he really breaks the majority of our horses. But, you know, it was so cool today is we saw Blood Brother, and Blood Brother looks like he is, oh, maybe 10. That's and awesome. And he looks fantastic. How cool is that to, well, you yeah. know, we, <clears throat> he hangs out with all the heifers and that kind of stuff. We just retire him over there. But Yeah, so Blood Brother's just chilling out. How old is Blood Brother? Blood Brother's going to be 20. It's, it's a year older than Bailey. 24. Holy oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he's 26. Bailey's yeah, he only 25? Stop, stop creeping. <laughs> I remember uh, when when I was there again, too, another, it was, uh, there used to be a Chuck Holloway, an old pickup man. He had a oh, horse, yeah. he had a horse called U-Turn, and he got, yeah. was an old Harry Vold Bronk, and yeah. he, he brought it. To, it, he picked up a few summers for surveys and he came to Sydney, Iowa, my hometown, and um, and I got to ride U-turn. Well, if you took your left foot out and and put your spur in his, and just tapped it on his left shoulder, he would bow. Yeah, he'd, down, bow. he'd bow down. So, and he always yeah. let me ride the horse, and I just was the coolest kid around, right? You know, my friends, girl, right. you know, girls. I'm oh, I'm like fifth. I'm like fourteen, fifteen years old, and I make this horse bow, and I'm I mean I. I'm the coolest kid in town. He had the, you know, his fetlocks were all were feathered, and, and he was just bronky, right? Had you fit was you fifty one or you fifty two something? Could also been picked up you you yeah, something you fifty one was his big brand on his hip, right? An old Harry Vold bronc. So um, I hadn't seen him in years, right? Didn't even know, forgot about him. Uh, and then that when I stayed there, we go to we go to uh, get we were going to go rope over at where chad lives steers and i see him i go oh my yep. god is that you turn hell yeah, yeah yeah and chuck had given them to bailey and gave him to bailey it yeah. was like seeing He's a long lost... ridge right up above our house here is he really that i mean it was one of those things He's that up there with two with a lot of them that yeah. horse yeah. that horse, hell of a horse he was amazing you could do he was a any he was a broke as the oh. day is long and he helped me Good get. Lord. He, we had we had the phone call of he wanted that who wanted to get him completely. Chuck Holloway wanted and said when he dies I want to completely skin him and mount him full body mount. I was like, you really want to do that to U turn? Yeah, poor U turn. He, he I never you, committed. Well, well, cause I tell you that up there on top of the ridge with Tuke and White Owls and a bunch of them. That's NFR bulls and horses. And he, it's right out of my kitchen window he That's he was he helped me get more chicks than any and then than any you know wingman i could ever have because do you know do you know about you turn the only horse or the only person that you turn bucked off and broke their nose that was my daughter bailey uh, when chuck gave you turn you turn <laughs> bucked y'all shut up and let bailey talk god bailey, bailey you're up bailey i, I, I don't remember the because I was incoherent for quite some time. <laughs> now she hurt him in the belly, getting up on top of one. How old were you, All he did was hump and jump a little bit and then got her up 
seated, you know, when you're standing up I in the stirrups. Super and I mean, he dirty did flopper down on top of his head, and then he decided that he wasn't one to buck, but his head come up when Bailey's head come down, smacked her in the nose, knocked her smooth out, broke her nose. And old U-turn, he just stopped and turned around like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How could you get bucked off U-turn, Bailey? Way to go, Bailey. Good well, Lord. Like you're roping like a girl, get up over there, swing your rope, be aggressive. And I guess I put my feet a little too far back and was being a ding dong and got knocked smooth the heck out. Well, a little pear shaped kid from Iowa could bow him, but you got bucked off him. Whatever, it's okay. I thought you were a birch. Never mind. You know, you know the one thing that (laughs) when we're talking about these horses and like Blood Brother. And how they're they're turned out like? Oh, they've been knockers out, Rump. Oh. <laughs> I mean, never little dingy, just like the rest of us. No, hey, I I I honestly, guys, I do want to know, um, buck and ball. I missed I missed coming up there. Yeah, we New Year's talk Eve. Ball. Um, tell it's, it's a big event. It, it sure. is. Tell tell us, uh, guys, tell us about buck and ball and how you do things. Um, there's Calcutta. Um, Everybody sleeps in the uh, the the lobby of the, lobby the hotel. hotel. Uh, oh, yeah, the after party. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what is it? Uh, tell us about Buck and Ball. Oh, it's Buck and Ball New Year's Eve. I started it and uh, going on seventeen years. No, eighteen years. Or eighteen. Seventeen or eighteen years. 18 I don't know. I'd have to look at eighteenth year this year. But anyways, we started it out. Just a regular rough stock, bareback riding, bronc riding, bull riding deal. And back in them days, I added, I thought it was going to take $10,000 a vent to get the big guys to come. And by God, they did. I mean, I had Roddy Hayes, Jesse Bell, Dan Mortensen. I mean, I had them all come. Everybody You know, and then as the years went on, we moved into a bigger barn. They built a new big barn. And we started adding a little more money, but it's it hard. Barn. It was a. It's a brand new Coliseum or whatever you call that deal, complex. But anyway, really nice. It's, yeah, it's a really nice barn. It's not but, a barn; it's a theater. So I've, you know, I've grown in eighteen years, going on eighteen years this year, I think. And I got it all the way up to uh, twenty-three thousand five hundred added in each event. That's amazing! Wow. It's so awesome. Like it was and this this last this last New Year's Eve we finally made it a PRC Extreme, Bronx Bulls oh, okay. and Burbacks, and it was a great success. You know I uh, yeah well so we had I, several I, guys that show up that was winning the world and guys that never been to the NFR. Uh, Larry Mosley was winning the world coming in that deal and he won the bull riding. He won, I think he won the long round. And he wound up winning second in the short round. Yeah. Well, the 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 cool you thing about out there with you know like eighty four hundred dollars. Yeah, so the the cool thing about it was about a big it, deal for me, to, from where I started, invitational deal to get it to where we, what we put it at this year. I was very blessed to have great weather, um, and a lot of great entries. Of we had a ton of entries, but you can only take twenty in each event on one of them deals. So we had to. You know, I mean, the PRCA does that. Money won. Yeah. Circuit stand. Sure. First year standings, whatever. But, I mean, so, I think it kind of took a little bit away, a little bit of it away to get to the, you know, the number one guys in the world. But a lot of them guys, like I said, after Vegas and then Chase Hawks, Christmas, 
a lot of them guys ain't wanting rodeo, but we had a great set of contestants. Kobe Lamb gave the opportunity rolled in there, and I mean, I think that guy in my book rides bareback horses as good as anybody. And I love he Cody showed Lamb. it there. Cody Lamb's awesome. I mean, he he forty percent of it. I mean, he walked out of there with everything. I mean, so great um, kid, didn't, great bareback rider. Don't yeah. have a family right now. He's young. He's aggressive. He's wanting a rodeo. So, I mean that deal. New Year's Eve is kind of set up for them kind of guys, not the married guys. Yeah. You know? So so, uh, <laughs> and you used to back in the day, didn't you buck? A, you'd buck a bareback, then a bronc, and then a bull. Yeah, I used to. I sell team sponsorships, and they get a bareback rider, bronc rider, bull rider. We draw for them, so and then that team sponsors pay two thousand bucks a piece. Now we got it up to two thousand bucks a piece. Five. But if they win, if their bareback rider, their bronc rider, and their bull rider win, they get their whole sponsorship money back. Wow. Second place gets uh, all of it but 500 back. Third place gets all of it 750 back. And then we have a cow And it goes down the line. Yeah. And we have a hell of a cow cut it. Hell of uh, a cow cut it. All our... 10% of the cow cut it was 80, $8,100, $81,000 this year, and we Holy gave $8,100 to the wrestling club. It's um, awesome. Y'all, and then, and then, it's good and then in the, and the, next to the arena, it's a short little way over to just another building, and then Chancey Williams always plays, and it I is love Chancey packed. Williams. It's packed. it's packed. Whit and I got to go. I got to go twice. Whit came with me one year, and it was a blizzard. But it didn't matter. It was so much fun. Chancey Williams, a wild boy. Now, now, five hundred people going there, handbone for oh, that dance. I know. I, oh. I, I, it is. It, it's. It's unbelievable. And the 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 events packed. I mean, you can't buy a ticket. And uh, you're seeing. And even if you don't get the best quote-unquote names in the world there's so many good bronc riders up there in the badland circuit and all that yeah. you oh, get man. great talent it's, it's badass yeah, yeah and you that's get great why talent. i started a fraternity going on four years ago now the day before that i put a bronc riding fraternity and these guys enter it the stock contractors is a thousand bucks a team I think two, two horses uh, you know from five and down to four year old and then their short round horse can be any of age, can be the NFR, whatever. We make that short round stout. I and think- we're starting to sell a lot of tickets to that deal just because that might be one of the best bronc ridings you ever watched. Some I mean, of them young horses buck, it's- and these guys got a chance to win uh, Wade Sankey and I think Fighter River split last year. They split. I think they both walked out of there with eighty eight hundred apiece. Yeah, I think the for a three horse team. I think it was two buck chuck that of it's uh, one of the Power best for thirties, most money added type deal for bucking horses and it's, I'm proud to be a part of that. It's amazing. We started it. You did. You did, and it's so cool. And if anybody, I mean, if you get if a you chance. want a good time, I don't care. It's Gillette. Gillette's a great town. You know, I mean, go up there, get your room early because if you're not, you have to sleep. Oh, yeah. You have to sleep with the. Uh, 21, 22, 23-year-old bronc riders passed out in the hotel lobby. So Yeah, I used to have a party out in the motel lobby, <laughs> and the motels went away. I mean, they was all right with it. But yeah. They got to but We had to start splitting some stuff up because the party at the Arbuckle up there was. Well, say that um, again. You cut out. in the face and knocked him into the Christmas tree, and they wanted me to char- charge me for the Christmas tree and the fountain at the 
<laughs> it, was, it got a little out of hand, so we started spreading each other out on that deal. But, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I was... Uh, after the rodeo, that's a huge party. Jesse Williams does an outstanding job. I mean, he's got a hell of a crowd that follows him. I think he's one of the best country singers going down the road right now. He's Agreed. awesome. Just because he's a homeboy. Maybe not just because he's a homeboy, but I think that guy can sing really, really good and... I mean, he just draws them in there, and it's a hell of a party. You can't throw enough beer. I need more beer stands at that place. It's true. It is. It was hard to get a beer if I didn't know, you know, the people who were putting it on, a.k.a. the Birches. I would never – I'd have to – you know, Matt was having to just throw us beer, me and Whit. And I wish – I so wish we could still go, and maybe someday I'll get to go back. You know, obviously it's hard now with a little boy. You know, in that time, like you said, even for us, and now that I live, you know, or, you know, it's just – it's tough. But I – it was so fun. I enjoyed it so much, and You're I do. I'm this year, Hambone. It was forty degrees New Year's Eve here. There you go. <laughs> no, no. One last question for Matt. Okay, so one of my favorite people that I've ever met is Sanford Deal, and Sanford. Yep. The first place I met him was with the Birches, and I, I believe that Sanford was the first. Uh, you guys were the first ones to hire him. Where did Sanford come from? Like, and how long has he helped y'all? Because he is a celebrity in his own. Everett Deal is an old, probably one of the oldest, youngest rodeo guys you've ever known right now. Because, I mean, he ain't that young, but he's been in, he's been in the rodeo business, I don't know how many years, but he first started out with Brad Bertine in North Dakota. Brad Bertine? Brad Bertine Buckmeyers. Yeah. They raised war paint. Remember war paint that he yeah, sold yeah. in Vegas? Yep. Yeah. So uh, Sanford worked for him for years, but then when me and Chad first started getting in this business, we always had an amateur finals called the NRCA finals, and they always had it in Gillette. And Dad was a member of the NRCA, and he had one amateur rodeo, and they used to have Dad bring in the top four horses for the wild ride every year, and Dad would buck them all off other than one. He only bucked. I think through all them years, somebody somebody broke one out of them four, but he did buck them all off. When T.C. Holloway died that year, they made it a T.C. Holloway memorial deal. And I'll be damned if Dad didn't buck them off, all four of them off. And, I mean, the top saddle bronc riders in South Dakota was at the NRCA finals. And Sanford, you know, he got hooked up with us through there and, and then he found out, me and Chad, we've, we became great friends from the NRCA finals. And I don't know, Sanford just kind of hooked to us like glue. And when we bought our car, the next thing I know, he was driving truck. He had his own truck. And then he's driving our truck. And look at Sanford now. He works for the biggest rodeo companies in America. He works for Frontier, Pied River, us. I mean, that, that guy could work for anybody. He's probably one of the best back then I mean, yeah, load, source, catch back. We need I to mean, do an episode with Sanford. You can't, you can't oh. get any better than Sanford. I tell you, the, the, rodeo, yeah, the rodeo business is like, uh, there's so many legends like behind the scene legends. You know what I mean? They're, they're, oh, yeah. And I say and that. People don't even know who yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and, and Sanford is one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. Now, he's he's a different cat <laughs> to say but yeah uh, i mean but you got it but once you know sanford and you're in with sanford he's ah 
Sanford. Sanford. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Ah. Son of Love a bitch. Sanford. <laughs> you know, and, and then it's, it's he's just. He's quite a character, that dude. I mean, he's always full of fun. Full of Full fun. of stories. Always blowing pranks and making somebody think that he's crazy the way he looks. I mean, I seen that guy one time in Cody on the 4th of July. Walked right down the goddamn alley, and I was sitting there on the phone, and there was an old Copenhagen lid sitting there in the alley. I don't know whose it was. It must have been there for 20 years. He just walked by it, stopped, looked over, and I was talking on the phone. I can't remember who I was talking to. He stopped, looked at it a little bit, reached down, picked it up, and he goes, Hello? I'm freaking busy. He just <laughs> threw it down and kept walking down the alley. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> He's that guy's shit on high octane right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, this is this has been awesome, man. I wait, Matt, y'all, Berg's family, we we miss you guys terribly, and I hope we get to see you. I know personally, me and Wit, and we want you to meet little Gus, and on a personal side, but, oh, I want to meet Gus. How's yeah, he doing? It's it's a it's the best thing in the world. Obviously, you know. Uh, uh, you know, having having a child of your own, but it's 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 amazing, and I I look forward to the day we can all hang out and and uh, get back to oh, work. We and we're gonna go cook well, we some love steaks. You guys. I, I mean, babies. I uh, love and respect everybody in this business, and I my heart's out to everybody: stock contractors, personnel, bullfighters, the whole nine yards. I everybody, mean, this is a tough deal, and I mean, we'll all get through it. I guarantee we will. Some of us will come out broker than the rest of them, maybe. I don't know. but. Well, we just... Uh, I, I hope everybody in this business comes out of this deal very, very well, and we can't wait to get back to rodeo. Amen, and we love the Birch Brothers and the, the care and the time they put into their horses and yep. a great bunch of people. And, and like Matt said, we're gonna we're all going to get through this, and we just love you guys, and we thank you for your time. It means a lot. Yeah, it's it's love the stories and look forward to seeing you guys. We look forward to seeing you guys any time of the week. Guarantee you, it. You got it, guys. You guys make me laugh. <laughs> that's good. We love y'all. We take care. We'll talk All to right, you later. Buddy. All right, y'all. That's it. That's uh, that's the Birches. That's Adeline the Birches. Equine. Adeline Equine to the T. I love they're they're the best people. And uh, anyway, that's it. We're going to get out of here. Let's go cook a steak. Let's go. Drink a glass of wine. All right. Rump Chat, another episode. Thanks, Gold Buckle Beer. Boyd Gaming. Spitzy. Spitzy. Spitzy.com. Check that out for anything marketing you need for anything. It's awesome. And look up Justin Rumford, birthday clown. <laughs> we'll see y'all oh and God chapter 11 you. trucking which yes. i'm starting now let's do it let's party Later. turn up the motley crew let's party peace out <laughs>